Engagement and education are key components of our new strategic plan. What a leadership program does is not only obviously develops leadership within that individual, but creates engagement with companies and almost with those individuals really helps to champion lifelong folks within the industry. Today, I'm excited to introduce our most recent member of the NABC USHBC team and our first ever Vice President of Engagement Education, Amanda Griffin. In addition to getting to know Amanda today, we talk about her background in association management, her most recent tenure with United Fresh, and the vision we have for her role on the team here at Blueberries. This copyrighted podcast is presented by the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council. The opinions and views shared by those of non-paid guests on the business of blueberries are those of our guests and do not represent the views, positions, or policies of the USHBC. The blueberry industry is like no other, passionate, resilient, and innovative. This podcast is your source for the latest information on the management, markets, research, and technology related to blueberry production. This is the business of blueberries. Here's your host, president of the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council, Casey Cronquist. Welcome back to another episode of the Business of Blueberries, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to the blueberry industry. I have a very exciting announcement that we have hired our first ever Vice President of Engagement and Education for both the USHBC and NABC. That person is Amanda Griffin, and we're very excited to have Amanda with us on the show today. Amanda, welcome to the Business of Blueberries. Thanks, Casey. It's very exciting to finally be able to say we're here. So I'm excited to join you today. I'm very excited to be on the team and can't wait for our discussion. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show. And I know you've heard a few of these episodes, I trust, <laughs> in the past. And so it's great to have you on the show. Great to be introducing you to our audience here and our industry stakeholders who are going to be able to work closely with you now with USHBC and NABC. You know, your responsibilities will include serving as a liaison to our industry and certainly advancing our member engagement. We're launching in 2022 our industry leadership program, which is going to be really exciting, something I know you've got a lot of experience with where you're coming from, and identifying you know, opportunities to partner with our other trade organizations, one that you're coming from over to here. So I'm really excited about the role that you'll be playing in leadership on those programs and kind of some of the new things we're developing out of our new strategic plan. But you also come with a lot of events experience, which, you know, for USHBC and NABC, you know, we just got done in the fall hosting probably the largest gathering that we've had kind of in both in person and virtual in this hybrid environment that we're in, uh, that I'm excited to have your influence and in growing. So you know, I think about the next five years and where our event side of what we do for our industry is going. And so I'm excited about your role in that. But prior to this, for those who don't know, you were previously the Vice President of Education and Program Management for United Fresh Produce Association and led their programs, event staff, and developed programming for the produce industry professionals there. So I think I've covered a lot of bases, but maybe you could start off by telling us a little bit about your background in more detail. Sure, that'd be great. So I started off my career a while ago, just you know, a couple of years ago. We won't go into the exact years in the event management side. So I uh, came over into United Fresh to manage events and moved into that education and industry engagement piece of putting together programs. And I know you mentioned the leadership program, so I did work with the United Fresh leadership program. And and overall, I was at United Fresh for eight years before coming over here to Blueberry. So. 
I know you and I met prior to that, actually. I was at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce working on an education program that they put on called Institute for Organization Management. So working there on event logistics and program development for them. And that is where I met you. Yeah. Well, and again, for those who may or may not know that I was in the chamber business before I was in the association business, before I was in the ag trade organization business, that was a fantastic program that you were a part of. The you know, way in which the U.S. Chamber provides a forum of education for professionals in association work, kind of all the best practices that I learned in that four-year education program. So it's kind of an interesting, you know, full circle, small world. You know, it's been a pleasure to kind of watch your career growth since my time at Institute and then kind of to be here now together at Blueberries is how some of these things go. And uh, just watching your time at United Fresh, knowing that, you know, a lot of what you were doing there are things that Blueberries is clearly growing into as a commodity. So yeah, very exciting to have you on board and a part of our team. And I guess, you know, there hadn't been a vice president of engagement and education. It is brand new for our organization, but I, you and I talked a lot about what this position really needed to represent. So maybe you could talk a little bit from your perspective on the role and, you know, kind of what you hope to accomplish. Sure. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head with it being an exciting opportunity with a new role put forth. And you and I talked quite a bit right when you came over to the role here at Blueberries, just sort of about the organization and not necessarily me coming over. That was definitely a new conversation, but more so about engagement within the industry and Blueberry's sector as a whole. So one of the things that I know that we are excited to launch and we talked about was the leadership program. But beyond that, the overarching umbrella to it is really just engaging with our growers, with our industry stakeholders, and really creating more touch points throughout the year of engagement that we can provide. Yeah. Well, and we have a lot of responsibility in those. And I know you're alluding to the touch points of things like our trade shows that we do regionally. And your first opportunity will be here soon, you know, together in Savannah. But an important note to make in this that, you know, our ability to access the growing regions and some of these other touch points that are the ag trade shows, but also where USHBC needs to be present in things like Washington, D.C., that kind of thing your proximity to those places is unique to where you're located. You would be working out of your home office there in North Carolina. So that I think too, from an engagement standpoint for our industry, we're obviously headquartered, as many people know, in the Folsom office here on the West Coast, but you're going to be anchoring the East Coast down in the Southeast area for you know being able to reach growers in that region. So your first show actually is going to be Savannah. That's right. I'm excited about that part. And I hope our growers are recognizing that part too, just that in this kind of environment we're in today where, you know, not all of our staff at USHBC and NBC need to be reporting to our, our office here in Folsom. There's going to be you, you know, Jenny's in Virginia. We've got Andrea in Tennessee and Renata in Texas. So kind of the geographical reach of our staff increasingly important to me as well for this engagement piece of your position. Yeah, that's right. I guess we hadn't covered the fact that I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. But yeah, I, it's it's exciting. And I think the uh, the reach, like you said, for us to be geographically placed allows for us to do more of those. And I'll use the word touch points just because we did initially, but more of those engagement opportunities and, and easier. So to be able to drive over or hop on a quick flight and it allows us to be more accessible. Well, okay. Well, let's keep talking here, but let's take a quick break for our crop report. The harvest in South America is well underway, and we've been receiving our weekly updates from our colleagues there. So here, once again, is your Blueberry Crop Report. 
It's time for your Blueberry Crop Report, an update on crop conditions and markets from important blueberry growing areas. Today you'll hear from Andres Armstrong in Chile, Luis Vegas in Peru, and Mario Ramirez in Mexico. This was recorded on January 19th, 2022. Good morning, this is Luis with the Crop Report from Peru. Up until the end of week two of 2022, Peru has shipped a total of 458 million pounds of fresh blueberries worldwide, representing a growth of 33% in volume versus our previous season. From this overall volume, 54% has been shipped to the U.S. What happened during week two? We shipped a total of 5.4 million pounds worldwide. 56% of this volume was shipped to the U.S., representing 3.1 million pounds, which are expected to arrive the U.S. market during the middle of February. So that's our crop report for this week. Thank you. Hello, this is Andres Armstrong with the Chilean Crop Report, up to week one with date until January the 9th. 30 million pounds were exported from Chile during the first week of this year, reaching an accumulated volume of 127 million pounds until January the 9th. This volume is 7% lower than the previous season up to the same date. This week's volume marks the expected recovery of exports and is the highest weekly shipment of the season. This week's main destination was the US and Canada with 49% of the total volume. Until the first week of the year, lower volumes from Chile have reached the markets, firstly because exported volumes have been lower than the previous years, but also because of the logistic challenges across the supply chain. This situation began to revert from this week with the largest arrivals, which will continue until mid-February with promotable volumes, especially in the US and in the, in the European markets. The organic supply in week one represented 13% of the total exports. The increase in the organic volume is due to the high participation of the southern zones. The accumulated organic supply of blueberries to week one reaches 15.2 million pounds, which is 19% less compared to last season. This is our report. Thank you very much. Hi, everyone. Here, Mario from Monteverris with the Mexican Blueberries Report. This week, we have exported 3 million pounds to all the world, and from that volume, 95% goes to the North American market. This week, we have recovered uh, the season respecting the, the last year, uh, because we're exporting 10% more volume for the same period. In weather, there are no affectations reported, and it, the weather is perfect for the production here in Mexico, with the winter there are no affectations on, in, on pests, and we expect and we have exported around 29 million pounds to all the world, res respecting to all the season. Thank you very much. See you next week. Well, thank you so much to our busy growers and our colleagues who take the time to participate in these reports. As a reminder, you can go to the new USHBC website where you'll find our data and insight center to see more data on what's happening in the blueberry industry. We've made a snapshot view of that USDA data on production and price, an online resource for everyone to access easily and quickly. And there's a lot more there. You just have to subscribe. So make sure you go to ushbc.org forward slash data to check that out. Let's go back to our conversation with Amanda. Amanda, you know, as you think about your, I think, role both at United Fresh previously and the future forward with us at Blueberries, what's important to you when you think of industry engagement? What does that look like? 
I think a lot of it has to do with having your ears to the ground on what the folks you serve need most from you as an organization. So it's really making sure you are in constant contact and able to listen. And then from what you hear, transfer that over to a program or an offering or some other way to better serve those folks. So to me, that's the core of industry engagement and sort of how you dive into what you hear and deliver it back to your folks. Yeah. And part of what you have in experience is, is in part kind of that program management piece. You know, you're going to be jumping in on grabbing projects for the Good Practices Committee, projects for the Innovation and Tech Committee, and certainly Industry Relations Committee. But just kind of focusing on just as an example, the cross section of your experience and the importance of that role, it is in large part a good example in Innovation and Tech where you know, your experience with events tied to how we bring those tech and innovations forward for the industry to learn from, you know, I think provides that nexus of experience to really engage our industry on, you know, what's the latest, what's important, what's new. It's one thing to kind of hear it. It's another thing to like translate that to what associations or trade organizations do with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always claimed um, when I was at United Fresh that my role wasn't necessarily to be the expert on a certain one topic. It's more so how do you find those resources and deliver them back out to your membership and to your constituents? Yeah. And and that's part of what, you know, really is, it's not just, you know, this is not a blueberries issue. This is every trade organization's issue is there's lots of ideas. We need somebody like you to help us turn this into that product service or program that associations can do on behalf of the organization. And, and I think that where is that important intersection of sustainability of anything is, you know, how many people does it really affect? Who cares? You know, how does this remain relevant as we go forward year after year after year? Are we picking up the most important pieces and your ability to listen for that? You know, and it doesn't take the burden off of our board. It doesn't take the burden off of my role, but just having someone who like you can continue to make sure that the engagement and the education pieces are in place. And of course, your experience with understanding how events help to drive those kinds of touch points, whether it's engagement or education programs. Yeah, I agree. And I'll emphasize too, that each step in that project management process is so important from the listening on the front end, which I know a lot of us listen, you take notes and you devise the program, but that reassessment at the end and the uh, the listening at the end of, okay, here's where we're at. Is this still relevant? That still brings industry back into it because we've got to always continually get feedback on where we are and what's happening. So you're right. It doesn't take the pressure off because there's still tons of feedback needed throughout the process from start to finish. One of those programs or projects that I think the industry has invested in at a level really is going to have you know your fingerprint and signature on it with your experience on the go forward, which is our leadership development program. So I want to talk about that, but let's take a quick break here for our marketing boost. We'll be right back to this conversation in a moment, but for now, here's USHBC NABC Vice President of Marketing and Communications, Jennifer Sparks. Thanks, Casey. I'm here to talk about January 28th. Why? Because it's one of the special days on the calendar that shouts blueberries. Yes, January 28th is National Blueberry Pancake Day. I mean, When there's a day named for your industry, we capitalize on it. It's a great opportunity to remind people of one of the greatest staples for pancakes, bringing a boost of blue to their day. It also gives us a chance to highlight some of our different recipes from traditional blueberry cakes to a gluten-free version to stackable blueberry pancakes where the cake itself is a blue-purple hue. You see, it's all about creating delectable, attention-grabbing reminders, much needed in this noisy world of content. 
and leading people to our website for loads of recipes touting the inspiring possibilities of blueberries. And as we always say, it's all about turning blueberry consumers into blueberry enthusiasts. So on January 28th, follow USHBC's social media channels at Blueberries for eye-catching and shareable blueberry content. And we're taking it far beyond our own audience by partnering with foodie influencer Justine Snacks. Remember the blueberry cookie she made go viral? She'll be inspiring her followers again with blueberry inspiration on National Blueberry Pancake Day. And as always, we make it easy for you to engage your audiences too. Check out ushbc.org slash blueberry days for a new fun Blueberry Pancake Day video. There, you'll also see the other Blueberry Days throughout the year. New content for those days will be added soon. It's your one-stop shop for blueberry content. Use it. This has been your Marketing Boost. Thank you for your partnership as together we inspire the world to grab a boost to blue. Casey, back to you. Thanks, Jenny. Let's get back to our conversation with Amanda. Amanda, uh, before the break, I was just referring to a program that I know our industry is aware that we're developing. We talked about it during our fall symposium in Salem and basically said that we're kind of relaunching this. It's something that we've had in the past. Our leadership program was considered the ambassador program, but we're changing it in a way that I think is going to be you know, very different than what we had before. For all the good reasons that I know you know, these programs can be influential in any industry or great organization. So I thought we'd spend a little time here just talking about that leadership development program. And you know, you could maybe comment on what you see we're working on so far, but uh, where we plan to take it and why this type of programming is important for organizations like ours. Yeah, I was very fortunate to be able to work on the leadership program over at United Fresh. It's been around for about 26 years. So I had six years of those 26. Certainly I didn't create it. Um, can't take any credit on that end, but it was such a pleasure to work on it. So when uh, you and I were initially chatting about this role and the opportunity to work on the leadership program that's in development, it's very exciting. I think what it, a leadership program does is not only obviously develops leadership within that individual, but creates engagement with companies and almost with those individuals really helps to champion lifelong folks within the industry. And I know there are a lot of other great programs out there. You've had Dwight on talking about the California Ag Leadership Program. And there's a lot of similarities that we see across the board on all of these programs. So we have the opportunity to take an assessment of all the ones that we know exist out there and really kind of take best practices from all of those and dive into what we can offer for blueberries. And I think I think we're we're on to something. We're close to really being able to launch what the footprint is going to be for the program. But, you know, even down to the fact that we can create this program that will also create not only leadership development for the folks that get to take part in the program, but also the companies will benefit from it because we've allowed their folks to come through the program, not allowed, they'll have an application process and a selection and they'll get to go through the program. And then it'll create champions of the industry that more likely on the retention side for keeping talent within the blueberry sector. Studies show that it keeps folks around going through leadership programs that are specific. So it's all exciting. Well, that's a huge benefit. I know, you know, for those employers who would be considering this, and again, you know, why would we do this specifically for our industry? I think there's a, a lot of inherent value to it. But like you said, specifically, it's how do we retain talent to grow our blueberry industry? in the way that we needed to grow because of the both the demand and the supply side and keeping that talent inspired by 
you know, what opportunities still lie ahead. But maybe you could talk even more specifically on other things that you saw, you know, either tangential or maybe it was really just kind of outspoken benefits for those participants who went through a program like that. Sure. So a lot of the programs that I know we're taking a look at that we might start to emulate are ones that create a small class size of folks that participate throughout one calendar year. So depending on when it starts, just a year-long program. And one of the benefits that you get from that smaller class size is if you make up that class with different sectors within the industry, you create almost a support network that that group has to help along the way, even after the program ends, throughout their career cycle of folks that they were closely connected to for an entire year of a leadership development program. And I think one of the the things that comes from that is that that's part on the retention that we just talked about, but then also there's a sense of appreciation and give back nature that you get from those folks that partake in the program. And it allows for an open communication back for those folks to serve on boards and councils, to give back to the industry after that. So there are a lot of things that can pull from a leadership program. And if done right, which hopefully with all of our background and work that we've done leading up to, we will uh, launch this thing off in the spring, you know, hint, hint soon and get moving on that. So yeah, I think it's that that class camaraderie that you get that creates a support network for that group, as well as just the overall classroom time that you get. Because I don't want to take away from that. I mean, you do have that curriculum that we're putting together a lot of these people are coming in with their scope of what they've done either leading up to or on the daily at their current role. And if done right, it allows for them to elevate beyond that and see the umbrella scope of the industry as a whole, which creates a better leader in their role because it allows for the bigger picture thinking beyond just where they've been at or their piece of the puzzle. So it takes them elevated above to the puzzle as a whole. Well, it's interesting because as you're describing this, I just keep going back to, and this is kind of getting on to 20 years now, my time at Institute, the class I'm still in touch with. I'm still in touch with a number of those folks that I was in that. And Institute was very much like a leadership program. You know, we'd go a week at a time and go four years in order to get our IOM, our Institute of Organizational Management Certificate. But it is that camaraderie uh, that I walked away with and the people I could count on to ask questions and the best practices that I could see, you know, that were taking place that inspired the growth and development of not only my career, but every organization that I ended up working for. So again, just interesting that looping back to both of our experience in that and what we can see now affords us in the Blueberry space because we see it as an important touch point, important best practice and important engagement because it does grow up in a leadership. And I will say there is a self-interest from the organization side. I ended up being that volunteer. I was on the board of regents. I served to help uh, be a class advisor to the other classes. You, You just felt like you wanted to give back. And then after that, even after I was done serving my terms as a volunteer in the flower business, we gave flowers to all the graduates for years and years and years. So it just makes you appreciate, and there's just a lot of gratitude that I have in that leadership experience I had, as you know, um, but that we want to emulate in the blueberry business because we're on trajectory for a very dynamic future. And it's going to take developing leadership to really want to help us achieve those ends, those opportunities that are out there. And so I'm really excited about what you bring to that. And obviously all of the years of experience you have had exposed to that type of programming, but it's going to be really exciting. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share before I let you go? No, I mean, Casey, it's just really great to be here today. It's nice to finally be 
sitting down with you and to say we've we've made it to the side where we get to move forward and create programs and content and engagement for the blueberry industry. So I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to grab a boost of blue. There we go. Now is uh, a great time for you to be joining our team, you know, as things continue to open up and travel restrictions uh, hopefully continue to be taken away and we can continue to be out there in our growing regions and connecting these dots and getting our industry engaged. We just passed a referendum and uh, we've got another runway of five years to grow our organizational influence. And like we talked about leadership development across the board. So really excited to have you on board. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. That's it for episode 83. I hope this was a great opportunity for those of you listening to meet Amanda, hear from Amanda, and I hope you get to know Amanda really in her role as our vice president of engagement and education, really a point person, point of the spear, in fact, on being available and having that listening ear for our industry and really being a resource to our stakeholders. So if you don't have her email address, reach out to me, but we really want you to feel like you're able to be in touch with the future forward with her role and the ideas and opportunities to develop our programs together. So thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more innovation, collaboration, family, and hard work right here on the Business of Blue Bears. 